We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, what's going on? Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of The Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all tuning in. Got a lot to get into, a jam-packed show. I see my guy, G.A., Stephen, Olori, Travi, Xavier, Alex, Todd Smith. What's going on? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, over the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel, to be sure your questions are answered there. Guys, as always, we're taking your questions, comments, and calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Seven. Again, appreciate you all tuning in, guys. Gamecocks getting a big dub last night over UNC. The shutout win, 5 to nothing, setting the stage for a massive weekend at Founders Park as the series gets going tomorrow. Gamecocks taking on the LSU Tigers in a best of three. Cannot wait for that. Bruin Nation, what's going on? Will Hall, Greg Bedinger, appreciate you guys tuning in. Of course, always TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price picks. Head over to pricepicks.com and or download the Price Picks app. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, they've got anything and everything you can think of. College sports, pro sports, you're playing spreads, you're playing totals, you're playing futures, right? Make sure you're playing with our friends at Price Picks in those prop plays as well. They've also got golf. The Masters gets going Tomorrow, of course, of course, the Par 3 contest taking place right now, but the actual tournament getting going underway tomorrow. Make sure you get your picks in on Price Picks. So, again, go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use that promo code, T-S-U-S, to receive a 100% instant deposit match out of $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show since you got an exciting one today, guys, we've got Mark Ryan joining the show at 1215. Very excited to get him on the airwaves and hear his thoughts on everything. I know Mark with some very, uh, very bold takes in regards to uh, the Gamecocks loss to Iowa in the final four. His thoughts on Dawn Staley. Cannot wait to hear what Mark Ryan has in store for us today. It's always a lot of fun hearing from Mark Ryan, so it should be a good time today. As well. Yeah, Connor Lee, the par three contest. I was damn near tempted to cut the par three contest on the TV in the background, man. I'm fired up for the Masters. Really excited for it. Austin Greer, yep. My prediction was wrong last night. I had eight to five Tar Heels getting the win. Had the five correct, but did not see us throwing a shutout. So happy to be wrong. And it's so funny, guys. I was thinking about this because 
as you can imagine, and as you all know, you know, I, I will say this. There is no fan base out there. I could be wrong. There's no fan base out there, in my opinion, though, from my experience, which is obviously with the Gamecocks, there's no fan base out there that has more of a chip on their shoulder than the Gamecocks fan base, right? And looking at this season, I have been overwhelmingly positive and optimistic, and I was thinking back, and I can't believe, honestly, how positive and optimistic I've been. Do you realize last night was the first time all season all season, that I've picked South Carolina to lose a midweek game. I have not yet picked them to lose a weekend series to this point. And so all the picks have been correct all season long. Last night, go out on a limb. Hey, you know what? Our history in Charlotte isn't great. UNC a quality team. Pick the loss. We end up winning. And, and my goodness, the hell that I have received over the last 24 hours or so, really 12 hours or so, after that game, Gamecock Nation, you never disappoint. So thank you so much. It's been absolutely insane. But happy to be wrong. Very, very, very happy to be wrong. Very happy to be wrong. I mean, absolutely. So this team continues to find ways to win. You absolutely love to see it. Will Hall, does throwing Jones last night bode well for Noah throwing and Sanders for that matter? I will tell you this, Will. Again, this is per sources speculation, if you will. But I received a message last night from somebody who says they've got Good connections in the program that it will be Sanders, Hall, and Mahoney this weekend. Um, again, I think Hall, though, the big thing with him, it's a day-to-day -day type of deal. I think it's a day-to-day -day type of deal. We don't exactly know for sure. But Will Sanders will be back in the rotation. Frank Rogers said, I hope you learned your lesson. What lesson is there, Frank? I mean, if you think I'm going to go throughout the rest of this season and not pick the Gamecocks to lose, boy, you've got a, you've got a rude awakening coming in, my friend. A very rude awakening. So, <laughs> I'm going to just tell you that right now. Um, I, I think there's some people, too. You know, I was getting comments last night. How dare a Gamecock page pick the Gamecocks to lose? I'm like, you have to be new here. Because I have picked Carolina not only to lose, but get their brains beat in on multiple occasions. And, I, you know, and I don't, listen, like, I don't want to be the guy. There's some people that make me want to be this guy. I don't want to be the guy that tracks every single pick. And I, like, beat my chest when I'm right. Look at me, I'm right. Because I don't care about being right. But there's some people that act like I, I I miss every pick, and it's like, that is so wrong. Like, you couldn't be further from right. You really couldn't. So, Frank, I tell you, my guy, people have been trying to make me learn my lesson since I started this thing in January 2017. I tell you what, Frank Rogers, I still ain't learned my lesson. I ain't going to anytime soon. So, tough shit. Uh, anyways, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Austin Greer says, I'm assuming you're going to pick LSU, two out of three. That's what I'm leaning towards. Austin, you got to wait till tomorrow. You have to wait till tomorrow for the pick. So, I think it's going to be a great series, man. I think it's going to be an electric weekend. And I tell you what, the the comment from Eli Jerzenbeck after the game last night, in, in case you guys missed it, Colin Taylor of uh, Gamecock Central, he posted this. But the comment that Eli Jerzenbeck made, I think it really shows a mentality shift. Not that these guys haven't always been confident or thought this way, but he said this. He said, quote, in regards to LSU coming to town, he said, quote, of course, it's a great opportunity. I mean, they're facing South Carolina. It's not us facing LSU. They're coming in here and facing us. I'm ready for it, and it's going to be a fun ride. And that type of mentality, I mean, that's the mentality of – the great teams that played at South Carolina, 10, 11, 12 specifically, right? 
who gives a damn about their ranking? Who gives a damn what they've accomplished? Like, you got to come into our house where the Gamecocks, by the way, are 18 and 0. You're putting that record on the line this weekend. They got to come to our house, right? I know we've talked about earlier in the week the schedule and the gauntlet upcoming, and it is a gauntlet for sure. The SEC as a whole is extremely tough, but those teams have to play South Carolina. Like, it's not just like, oh my God, the Gamecocks have to play LSU. LSU's got to come into Founders Park and play Carolina. LSU's got to come in and deal with the Rowdy Roosters. So, the pressure is on the Tigers and the Gamecocks, but the Tigers especially, right? So, I love the mentality. I love the moxie of a young kid like Jersey Mick. I mean, that is the standard, right? South Carolina baseball, when I look at the Gamecocks, listen, we make predictions on our end. We speculate. We, we project, whatever. South Carolina, we should never go into a series. Like, in the building, I mean, never should go into a series expecting to lose. Oh, as long as we just take one, it's okay. You should always expect to win the series. South Carolina baseball, it should always be, oh, damn, we got to play the Gamecocks. Not the other way around. You got to come to Founders Park. They don't give a damn who the opponent is, what the ranking is. You got to come into our place. You got to deal with us, a really, really damn good baseball team. So I love the mentality. I think it shows a bit of a shift, if you will. I don't feel like we've seen that confidence in quite a while. And it also just speaks to the kind of kid Eli Jerzenbeck is. He's going to be an absolute stud for years to come. But um, I love the mentality, man. They got to play us. We ain't got to play them. Going to be one hell of a weekend. I think the Gamecocks are going to give LSU their best shot, and, and no doubt. <clears throat> Let's see. Gia, you must be new here. Yeah. Yeah, some people, I'm like, you you got to be. You 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 couldn't have been around when I said that Tennessee was going to bend us over and do whatever they want to do with us for 60 minutes because you already know that I, I've got a track record of of picking whatever. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Austin Greer, one of the best series in college baseball this week or this year, excuse me, for sure, no doubt. This weekend's going to be electric. It's going to be electric. Um, Brian Dean, I'm going to be bold. Gamecocks get the sweep. You heard it here first. That would be a very, very loud weekend. Um, let's see. Connor Lee, I love the way Jers pitches. He just looks like he's tweaking on the mound. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. No, it, it's awesome watching that. It's awesome watching that, man. Um, Austin Greer, are we number one in the country if we win two out of three? <sighs> That's a great question, Austin, because I mean, you think about it, you take two or three for the number one team, should you be number one? Are you going to jump five spots? It would be a bold take, Austin. I think how you win will will factor into that. I don't know. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. That's, I, I think we'll be like second or third at worst. I don't know who would be number one. That's my thing. Who would have earned number one more than the Gamecocks. And I'll just say this about this team. You know, last night, and somebody asked, what is the difference? Let, let me see if I can find the comment here. Where's the, here we go, Chad Godwin. Chris, what's the difference? Is it less injuries this year? And Coach Lee, I think you're just telling me, you're not asking. Um, I mean, I think number one, for sure, you haven't been bitten by the injury bug nearly the way. And I don't think bitten's a word, by the way, I apologize. But you haven't been bit by the injury bug nearly to the level that you were last year. I mean, that's number one, right? You, you never stood a chance last year. Call it what it is. I, I think Coach Monty Lee, no doubt, has made a positive impact on this ball club. I think you would be – it would be unfair to not give him that credit. I think also, too, though, guys, this is a completely different roster than last year. I, I mean, look at the guys who were contributing. Over half of the home runs 
have come from players who were not even on the roster last year. So, I mean, you, you got to take that into account. The impacts of guys like McGillis when he was healthy, and he will make when he comes back. Like Gavin Cassis. I mean, my goodness. Caleb Denny, right? Dylan Brewer, Jonathan French. The list goes on and on, right? Like the impact of those guys. And that's why I said a couple of weeks ago, you have to tip your cap to Mark Kingston and the fact that he brought in Coach Lee. He brought in all these guys to the portal. He's done a great job of constructing the roster. And I gave credit last summer to even after the season, after we found out Mark Kingston be back, I said, you know what? I'll give him credit. He didn't just sit on his hands and say, oh, woe is me. We'll just try it again next year with the same philosophy and the same players. You know, they went out and acted as such that this was a huge year. And you picked up key pieces and picked up key guys. And lo and behold, here you are. So it's a job well done just completely flipping the roster. Because, again, you can speak to Coach Lee. You can speak to no, no injuries. But, I mean, it's, it's just a comp- – like the lineup's completely different than what we saw last year. Completely different. Uh, let's see. Connor Lee, 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 Connor Maybe. Oh. What just happened? Okay, there we go. We are back. My bad, my bad, guys. I don't know what just happened. The ultimate glitch. The ultimate glitch. Yes, can y'all see me? Can y'all hear me? Are we still live here? Uh, making sure we're working. I'm actually glad that happened <laughs> before Mark Ryan jumped in. We got the we got the technical issues, hopefully for the most part, out of the way. That was nuts. I actually had to restart the Mac. So hopefully, hopefully we are on the past the worst side. Yeah, Connor Lee hackers. I guess Connor Connor Lee. What'd you do, man? What'd you do to my stream, Connor Lee? Come on, my guy. I thought you liked the show. He said, I'm going to cut this thing off. I don't know. Anyways, can you guys hear me? See me okay? Let me know. I think we are back. I think the live is back. Apologies, guys, for the technical issues. Anyways, uh, Mark Ryan joining us here in the next minute or so. Looking forward to hearing from him. Uh, Okay, Connor Lee, we're good. So it's Connor Lee telling me we're good. Connor Lee just said it. Let me plug it back in real quick. Let me plug it back in real quick. Anyways, I was kind of going on a little... Little rant there, but either way, we'll, we'll get more of that as we dive deeper into the show. Again, we are awaiting, we are awaiting um, Mark Ryan here, guys. Very excited, by the way, to let's see. Very excited to announce this prize picks. Been talking with those guys behind the scenes. We have reached an agreement with prize picks to continue and actually upgrade and enhance the partnership with our friends at Prize Picks. So, very exciting day for TSUS. Actually just got the email while on air. Uh, love having those guys over as a partner. We're actually increasing the amount of involvement that Prize Picks will have. I'll start giving out picks for more sports, if you will. Really excited for that which also means price picks again. You're going to hear from them more often. You're going to see them on social media more often. They're also becoming a more involved partner in regards to the financial commitment they are making to the Spurs Up show, which obviously I don't have to explain to y'all why that's a big deal. So grateful to have price picks on, as I would say now our top sponsor, really. Uh, our top sponsor, if you will, and, and just really blessed and fortunate. And I uh, appreciate you guys, your love, your support, because I'll tell you this, I've talked with the price picks guys before. 
and they have straight up told me, like, listen, man, your engagement's incredible. We love being a partner with you. Your audience, they engage. They play with us. Uh, you know, they, they use prize picks. You know, the engagement rates are incredible. So, again, that all goes back to you guys, your love, your support. And I cannot say thank you enough, man. So, really exciting news. It happened just now, live on the air. Got the email from Prize Picks. Uh, you can expect to see and hear more from them as they have become an even more involved partner with TSUS. So, again, guys, thank you all so much. That's something I don't take for granted. You know, I think back to early 2019 when I was trying to get, like, my first ever partnership, my first ever sponsorship, if you will, and – um, you know, so for, for any time we get a new business partner, you know, it's not something where it's like, oh yeah, whatever. It's, it's not something where I ever take it for granted. It's, it's a blessing, man, truly that, that people believe in us and rock with us and, and show love and support to the show. And again, it all comes back to you guys and, um, support us and engage and show love to our business partners as well. So again, thank you all so much. With that being said, again, guys, he joins us every single Wednesday. Really excited to chat with Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate Offsides with Mark Ryan. Mark, what's going on, my friend? Appreciate you taking the time. How are you? Fantastic to be here with you guys on a hump day edition of the show. Let's rock and roll, brother. Man, I met this guy uh, a week ago Monday at at the watch party. At that time, it looked like a sure (laughs) thing that we were looking at the future national champions. Yeah. But an awful Don Staley coaching performance, uh, (laughs) and uh, away that went. went. We're already diving into it. Mark, first thing before we get into that on a lighthearted note, are you a golf guy at all? In the spirit of Masters Week, I just wasn't sure. Do you you take any interest in in golf, or is that kind of a a snooze fest for you? Look, man, it's not something I grew up with, but did you see – what was the documentary on Netflix that's out? Full Full swing. swing. Yeah, Full swing. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. I think golf needs more of that. I couldn't mm-hmm. stop watching that. And I was asking myself, why am I so interested in this? And it's because they stiff arm everybody from getting to know who these guys are. And mm-hmm. so to be able to get to know these guys and get to get to know what they're about, Chris, golf is something I've had an increasing interest in over the years. Everybody roots for Tiger Woods. I root against him. I think he's one of the greatest villains in sports. I think he's an awful human being. But you know what? Sports is great. You know, sports having uh, heroes and villains is great. You root for people. I root against people. All they care about, you know this, Chris, your haters are worth more to you than than your fans, right? Mm. Um, all they care about is that we're, we're talking about them. And I think the Masters and uh, everything going on with Live Golf, I think it's going to be a fascinating case study to see how those guys do. I hope they bomb miserably, you know, Um, but I I think it's going to be fascinating to see how those guys who are no longer in the grind of the, you know, of the day in day out of the PGA tour fare in the masters. Is it going to be that they fare better because they're more rested and less wear and tear or is the, the rhythm that you get into playing all the tournaments on the PGA tour going to hurt them? We've seen it work both ways in professional sports, Chris. You know, you, you'll hear hockey coaches say, I, I worry that we've gotten too much rest. You know, what happens in the MLB playoffs when you're playing every day and then you mm-hmm. get four days off sometimes? Other times the rest can be incredibly beneficial. So it'll be fascinating to see what goes on, man. Um, I'm, I'm open to whomever wins so long as it's not Tiger Woods. 
<laughs> well, I, I think it's a safe bet that Tiger will not win. I think if he can get around the course for four straight days, that will probably be an accomplishment, but you never know. We've seen crazy things happen before. And speaking of the full swing documentary, I have watched it as well, Mark, and I think to your point, <clears throat> that is such a great documentary because it, it brings a level of those guys come off as human in that documentary, whereas versus when you watch the PGA Tour, I think it sometimes feels like those guys are are robots. If you and that, and that goes across all sports, right? When you don't really get to know them, you just see somebody on TV, and it's literally like they're robots. So bringing that human element, I think, in the full swing documentary, it was very cool. It was also wild, though, and I know I'm kind of going on a rant about this, but it was wild to hear how self-deprecating some of those best athletes in the world are. I couldn't, like, I couldn't believe that. Like, I, I, I'm a Brooks Kepka guy. Like, I like Brooks Kepka. After watching his episode, I was like, I'm never picking him to win again because he is so in his own head. Like, he thinks he sucks. Like, and, and golf's not a game where you can think you suck and you'll accidentally do well. Like, you need immense amounts of belief to succeed because the game is so hard already. So, I I don't know. It was, it was wild. It was wild to see that kind of behind and the, the crazy, And the crazy thing about the sport is, like, Scheffler being number one. Mm -hmm. you know, have you ever seen a more – normal ordinary looking guy can you imagine like he's walking around the street man he looks like any other american you know what i'm saying it's like hi i'm yeah. an average <clears throat> joe but i'm also the best golfer in the freaking world yeah. how do you like them apples no i thought it was really cool man and i i highly recommend that guys uh full swing documentary on uh, netflix um braddock is saying i'm preaching the facts i appreciate the i appreciate that braddock that's what we try to do Gamecock Barbecue is saying, get me unblocked by Mark. Um, yeah, Bru Bruin, Bruin Nation wants to get unblocked by you. I think so, it's like so, Bruin so Nation my, BBQ. Here's, my, is, is here's a... my policy, guys. My policy <laughs> is um, that nothing anybody says ever offends me. Nothing anybody says really ever gets to me. Believe me, I've heard it all. But if people resort to like lowest common denominator stuff, like, you know, if someone calls you um dumb or the politically incorrect term for you know being <clears> dumb <throat> right or if somebody is throwing names out there it's just lowest common denominator stuff that gets you blocked if there's nothing constructive like if you say mark um you know like i appreciate what you're doing here's why i think you're wrong and then you give me the reasons why i've got no problem with that if you hit me with you're an effing idiot you know because you don't have the emotional maturity to handle and process what I've said um, and respond in a more mature way than that. That's when I block people and move on. Now, periodically, I reconsider, Chris. So do you ever go back through your block list, Chris, and unblock people after a period of time and kind of give them a second chance? Well, so, Mark, my, my philosophy on this has changed and is different. So... I, for a while, was blocking people just to, like you mentioned, like there's some people that should not have, I think you phrased it this way, should not have the privilege of having access to your content. Or at least you should block them and make it more difficult for them to have that access. What I found on my end, believe it or not, was blocking people made it worse. And so I, a couple, I think this was a couple months ago, uh, late January, I decided to unblock everybody. So I have zero accounts blocked. Zero accounts blocked. And believe it or not, the people that were constantly just, just chirping me 24-7, 365 when I had them blocked, they don't really do so anymore. Because I found that when I blocked people, 
it's almost like I made them feel more special. Like it was somehow a badge of honor to be blocked by the Spurs up show, or it gave them the notification that what they were saying mattered to the point where they were getting blocked. So believe it or not, the reverse effect took place. When I unblocked everyone, I haven't hardly heard of people. It's it's wild. But I think what you do is like you take away the power from those people because if you ignore it, then you have then they have no power. So it's kind of a backwards thing, but I've gone down both roads. I've had 300, 350 accounts blocked at once, and now I have zero. So I've uh I don't even worry about it anymore. I just I say, you know what? Twitter's an incubator of madness. Who am I to fight that? I mean, it just is. So at this point, Mark, I just say let the slap dicks have their day and I just keep it moving. So well, I think yeah, I'll tell you, and that is how that is how I feel, guys. It is it is not like it's never a faction of like somebody got to me or somebody got to Chris and somebody ruined our day. Chris and I are cut from the same cloth. You know, we don't always agree, but we're cut from the same cloth. Nothing you get, nothing people can say is getting to us. Uh, we block you if we feel like you've behaved in a disrespectful way that means you should no longer have access to our content. Now, that can come across sounding arrogant. You don't have access to my content. It's I, I don't mean it that way. I mean it that any reasonable person would block somebody that is hurling ridiculously immature insults at them, right? right? Any reasonable person would do that. You don't want that in your timeline all day long, right? So, um, but yeah, that, that is, it's an interesting sidebar, Chris. It's an interesting thing, but yeah. I think periodically I'll go back and I'll, I'll reset some folks, you know, I'll, I'll reset it. And it's not necessarily a, a permanent thing, but uh, yeah. look, man, it's always a fun conversation. I never know where it's going to yeah. go. We've already talked <laughs> golf and blocking on the show today. This is fantastic. Well, I, I, I'll just, and I'll just say this to follow up on that. And then we'll get into, I, I definitely want to talk about the Don Staley, the Iowa stuff, whatever, but Anyone who brags about being blocked by someone on Twitter, that is the biggest weirdo loser move you can possibly do. And I would just say that, uh, yeah, to your point, man, it's it's about protecting your mental peace also. Like nobody, you wouldn't surround yourself with people in real life that were hurling insults at you. So it's like, maybe you just don't want to see that on your timeline, on your feed. Like, and that's everybody's right and prerogative on the app. And I think anybody who doesn't understand that, and again, to brag about being blocked when you just talk about what it takes to get blocked is it's kind of sad. Like you're just reaching for any sort of relevance. So that's why I had the mindset of why even give them that shred of relevance. If you so since anyway, we're going yeah. down the path, since we're going <laughs> down the path, uh, this is a free flowing show today, Chris. Uh, yeah. Let me switch it around on you. I'm going to be comparing your answers mm -hmm. to my own here. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so, at this point, ladies and gentlemen, you're wondering who hosts this show. Is it Chris or is it, <laughs> is it Mark? Chris, I would love mm -hmm. a one through 10 score for you from you mm -hmm. on the different units for the Gamecocks heading into 2023 on the football side of the ball. Okay. okay. And All I'm right. going to come up with my own. I'm going to compare yours with my own. Now, mm -hmm. can we do this? Is this okay? It's your yeah, show. So, so let me, oh. let me ask you this as kind of a, uh, cause I, I do position unit preview like in the fall, right? So I'm, I'm more than happy to do this. When you do your your ratings one through ten, are you thinking comparatively like one through ten, like what would be a one and a ten? Exactly. In the SEC nationally. Like, no, right, right, right. Because so I think S when I do the grades, yeah. people don't understand. I'm like, if I give the linebackers a D, for example, I'm comparing them like where is that position unit ranked in the SEC, for example. You know what I mean? Like sure. you can't give every pos position unit a freaking A, 
right? It, it's so I was just okay. I, I just so to give you so, kind yeah, of where so my I head's say, at. I would say scale of one to ten. Ten it would be you got one of the best units in America, right? Okay. And okay. one would be this unit is really going to right. prohibit us from achieving our potential, like this. And so a five being average, right? Like okay, a that's five fair. being average yeah. would be like among power five teams. This is an average. This okay. is an average unit, right? Okay. So right, that's fair. like All if right. if you compare them to, um, I don't know, man, Minnesota. You know, mm, like yeah. this would be like, uh, or Northwestern, it would yeah. be like their, their line, right? It would be an average, average unit, right? So quarterback. One the, through and, 10. And, no, it's not just Rattler, but, but the quarterback position. The, right? the whole, the whole unit. Yeah. One through 10. I will go. I think South Carolina's in really good hands at quarterback. I will go with an eight. That is, was my grade as well. Eight. Okay. I was worried, Chris, there's always pressure on you to say an answer that is not going to offend the base, you right. know, offend the base of your butt. Right, right. I didn't think, I didn't think you would do that. Hmm. Running back. As of right now, I will go. I'm, I'm going to go three. Wow. I respect the candor, yeah. Chris. Again, like is you got to You have to grade this where a one's truly a one and a 10 is truly a 10. The Gamecocks probably have at best the 11th or 12th best running back room in the conference. Like true at this point, you just don't have the bodies. So right? yeah, I'm confident with the three. I'm confident. Wide with receiver. Can we do halves also? Like I could say like whatever in a half. Okay. <laughs> um, now, <laughs> I would go six and a half. That's what I, or, I can't I'll go six and a half though. or seven because I feel like I'm, you know, I like Juice Wells. I, I like Xavier Leggett, but, and then you kind of, you kind of have to factor in Nicholas Harbor too, that he's coming, but he's also a true freshman. So I love the upside of Wells. I think everybody else is just kind of pretty solid. So I, I'll go six and a half. Six and a half. I was, dude, I, I, when you asked half, I said, I bet he's going to say six and a half. You know, I thought right. you would say four for running back. You surprised me with three mm. and eight is the number I have for quarterback as well. Tight end. They have really reloaded and flipped that room. I will go. I'll go seven right now. Seven. I, I think it's just a little bit unproven, but I think there are a lot of quality play. Like set to me, a seven rating is like, quality with a lot of upside you know what i mean so it's like you can't really give them an eight because they haven't proven anything six feels way too low i'll go seven we've all seen chris you go around town and you say that guy that guy's a seven you know so so i you know i i appreciate and i value that chris right so uh how about the old line chris you you see those guys walking by yeah i will go i'll go five and a half Ooh, slightly above average, but you lose three starters. So it's, you know, it's a a little bit of a, that's a question mark. That's a question mark for sure. Edge. God. Um, God, this might be another three. (laughs) I I will, I'll say this. I'll go four at edge. I think the return of strong is big. Uh, Depths is just depths. The question you you need to add somebody in the portal. So what was the first thing you said? The returner of what? Jordan Strawn, the uh, he yeah. got injured in the first game last year. He was yeah. the Georgia State transfer that yeah. led uh, led the country in sacks in 2020. So I, I think he's going to yeah. be a really good player. You know, is he a step slower? I have no idea, but I, I think he will be a – that's a big one to get back. He and Terrell Dawkins. Terrell Dawkins, the other guy, needs to step up. NC State transfer from a couple years ago. 
Okay, Edge is four. DT. I will go I'll go six. So is it fair to say that your D line is a five overall? That's fair, yeah. That's fair. Right now, yes. D line is five. LB. I'll go five and a half. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I mean, Mo Kaba's back from injury. You lose Sherrod Green and Brad Johnson. You do get Mo Kaba back from injury. Uh, I like to pick up a Jerron Willis out of the portal at Ole Miss. Stone Blanton's going to be a dude. Pop Howard's a freshman. So I think you have more depth at linebacker, but it's definitely, it's still a question mark. It's without a doubt. CB, no Cam Smith. So strictly corner, or are we including safety in this? Corner. Uh, well, strictly corner? well, yeah. Let's I think grouping CB it as a whole as defensive backs would be easier, but if you want to do separate, we can. <clears throat> yeah, like uh, let's 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 look at separate and then let's do the average. Okay. Both, okay. okay? Uh, I would say at corner, it looks like Dial and Fortune are your starters. You're definitely going to, dr- you know, I, I would have said Cam Smith and Darius Rush were like a nine, like truly. I mean, I think I think they were that good. I will go. I'll go seven. For the corners. I still feel pretty good about Dial and Fortune. Um, and some of these young guys stepping up too. I'm I'm not convinced Fortune's gonna be the guy every week. I, I think there's some other youngsters that could that could step up there. So but I I like that, and especially with Torian Gray, I think you almost have to bump them up a point because of his his coaching reputation at this point. So Okay, and strong sa- uh safety. Safety with Nicky Mawari leading the way, I will go seven and a half. So I feel pretty good about the secondary. I, I, I feel confident. I'd say the secondary as a whole is probably a seven. I know I just did seven, seven and a half. So yeah. that would be kind of between. But I, I think seven or seven and a half for the whole secondary. I, I Again, I think the secondary will be the strength of the defense again. And how about special teams? Oh, I'm giving a 10 for sure. <laughs> a 10 for sure. I mean, really realistically, 10. Kai Kroger, I think you could argue, is the best punter in America. Mitch Jeter was fantastic last year. I mean, and then you factor in Beamer Ball and the trick plays and the way they utilize Tonka Hemingway there. Don't talk about uh, trick plays on special teams around the upstate. They're still very upset about that. Yeah, I think, think, Mark, you have to – I mean, you have to go 10 at this point. There's not a team in college football that utilizes special teams more to win games in South Carolina. So, I'd go 10 for special teams. Kick return, punt return, feel good. Yeah. Are you gonna see? Are you gonna see a juice back there at all? I if they didn't put him back there last year, I doubt it. I, I've heard Eddie Lewis from Memphis is working back there. Maybe you see Juju McDowell back there. Maybe to carry on Joiners back there again. I so, said, I mean, I guess if you were gonna say maybe nine and a half, that's the one thing to half point that have they been great in regards to. But I mean, look at last year. I was gonna say, damn, Xavier Leggett had the kickoff return for a touchdown. So I'm sticking with ten. I'm sticking with ten. Leggett had the kickoff return for a touchdown against Texas A&M. He's back. So, yeah, I, I think they're they're solid all the way around, man. They're exceptional, really, all the way around. So what you have given me, Chris, <laughs> thus far, let's let's see here. What you have given me, 10 and a half, 17 and a half, uh, and 24 and a half. Okay. Um, 24 and a half. So, Chris, what you have told me is that you're – <laughs> I'm going I'm to tell you this and you're going to say, oh, Mark, I might need to rework some of those numbers. What you have told me, Chris, right now is that the offense is a five and the defense is a six. Okay. If I, I have five position groups on offense, granted quarterback's the most important one, mm-hmm. right? 
I have five position groups on offense. You gave me a total point score of 30 divided by five is a six. Hmm. Um, and then there's four position groups, defensive line, linebacker. No, I'm sorry. Three. I'm sorry. Three on, uh, I, I, for some reason I factored a special teams in on that five, five and a half and seven, uh, 12 and a half, 17 and a half, uh, 17 and a half divided by three. Yeah. A six. So five on offense, six on defense. You okay with that? Did, do you feel like this I mean, team I, is I a think five I, and a six? Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say the offense is going to be better than the defense this year. So I, I think the difference, though, is that, you know, offensively, you can overcome that three at the running back position. I think we're going to be pass heavy. I, I really do. And, and also, too, I think we're going to add a running back in the portal. And I'm not trying to, like, crap on the guys that are currently on the roster, but we need a proven power five ball carrier. Like, I don't think anybody would argue against that. Um so I, I do think the offense is going to be better than the defense. That's interesting how the numbers worked out. But, um, I mean, I think Rattler is an eight and Wells is a seven alone are going to lead to – and also, too, you factor in the Dabble Loggins effect and or just the not Satterfield calling plays effect. Um, so that's interesting how the numbers work because I, I, I would – I would say the offense will be better than the defense this year, but you know, that's again, interesting how the numbers work. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, we're getting some comments here. of People saying, <laughs> um, look, um, you know, the run defense has got to be better. Chris, there there's in the modern era, there's never been a national champion. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's the, the Gamecocks are the only team in college football that had a winning record and were ranked below 100 in rush offense mm-hmm. and ranked below 100 in rush defense. The old adage is what? Run the football, stop the run. Right. South Carolina did neither of those things. Mm. And they were still eight and four, which, mm. you know, speaks to the unbelievable job Beamer did with what he had, mm. right? Today, Chris, you look at the fact that uh, the recruiting budgets are out and South Carolina is well down on the list in terms of recruiting budgets. Clemson was second or third in America. And so Beamer is firmly you know, in the top five of getting more out of less than, than anyone else in, in college football. When you combine the results last year, can't run, can't stop the run, recruiting budgets, look at what he's doing with, with what he has available to him. And that's how you advance, brother. Like, that's how you advance. That's how, you know, um, group of five coaches become power five coaches. That's how power five coaches get raises and take their teams that have not won conference championship games to the conference championship games. I have people in our business, Chris, all the time ask me, how do I move up? How do I move up? How do I do this? And the answer is always outperform your circumstances, right? Always outperform your circumstances. You want a better time slot, outperform the time slot that you have, right? Beamer is, is doing that. He was not given chicken salad at South Carolina. And he's making something that is resembling that right now. I think you make great points, and, and that brings up and, – and by the way, Mark, thank you for the uh, – the, uh, the, I don't know if you're going to, like, bring that into your show, but I, I do love the grading, the position units. It's why I do it every preseason. So, great stuff. And I think great minds do think alike for sure. But, yeah, I did see that come out, and our, our good friend Brad Crawford made the note as well that Rutgers, Georgia Tech, Maryland, Missouri, and Arizona all spent more money than South Carolina – on college football recruiting per USA Today. The six schools mentioned have combined for three wins over top 15 opponents since the start of the 2021 season. The Gamecocks have all three of them. I mean, it just 
wild. And it's mind I feel like we see this a lot, though, that South Carolina isn't spending as much. I'm like, are they keeping this a secret on what they're spending? Or are they really just not allocating the dollars? Because while you're winning, oh, this is fine. It's a funny thing. We're winning despite it. But, like, why is South Carolina not spending the money? Like, I, I just – if this is true, what's being reported, why are why are the Gamecocks not spending the money? Like, would that concern when, you? Much? When Shane Beamer travels for recruiting, is he visiting? I'm Tom Modette with Mo, with Motel Six, and we'll leave the light on for you. Is that where he's staying, Chris? When, <laughs> I he, don't when know. he goes recruiting, where are no they? Idea. Where are they saving money? Hey, he's going to the local campground, I guess. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's pulling the camper behind him or something. I don't know. He hasn't utilized that plane in quite a while. Um, also, I wanted to bring this up since you're on the note. We're on the note of spending and recruiting. And uh, I want to shout out Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast, Mark. I listened to a great conversation he had with Shannon Terry, the founder of On3 24-7 Rivals. Really smart dude. Obviously, very successful in business. And On3 is like one of the leaders right now in NIL. And so they know a lot about what's going on behind the scenes, the spending. And he went into detail. And, uh, you know, some really interesting – because I know you have strong opinions on it, Mark, some some really interesting comments. Number one, I would say NIL, this is just the start of it. We're, we're, it ain't going anywhere. We are going to continue to see it. But he mentioned that with these collectives at these Power 5 schools, it's probably on average about 6 to $8 million that all of these schools have in their collectives. The stat that I thought was crazy, though, he estimated that 14% of the money from collectives went to recruiting. High school recruits, 86% of the money went to the current roster. So that meant that keeping your roster intact takes 86%. So if you got $10 million, for example, you know, you know the math, $8.6 million is going just to keep the current roster intact. And he cited that's why the transfer portal was so weak this previous cycle because normally when guys would have been transferring – they were lured to stay. I, I know that, you know, there were some guys at the portal, big names, but it wasn't as potent a portal as before because guys are staying because they're being lured by the the tra- the, the dollars, if you will, from the collectives. I, I don't know. I just wanted to give you that, that tidbit of information. I thought that was absolutely crazy that 86% of the money is going to just keep the roster intact and to keep guys from going elsewhere. It's, it's wild, I think. That's the one thing, Chris, that, that uh, fans are not, realizing about about this right like mm. w- when when fans think about the the nil and the transfer portal oh you know jordan birch went for the bag and he's probably right but before he did he probably sought what was available to him from the gamecocks collective mm. uh he didn't like the number compared to what the, the number he could get from oregon and so he left ryan day said it would take him 15 million dollars a year just to keep his roster together. So w- the reason why you're seeing all these expanding staffs, Chris, is because coaches don't have time to re-recruit their own roster in addition to adding more pieces into the portal every single year. It is nuts that 14% is going to new blood and 86% is, please don't leave me, please don't leave me. Please don't leave. No, no, no. I'm going to give you flowers. I'm going to take you out to nice dates. You know, please, please don't leave me. That's, I mean, that's, it's, it's sad, honestly, man. But I, I, I'll tell you, Chris, NIL isn't going anywhere, but I do think change is coming. And I think meeting with Congress um, and Congress understanding this is the first step. 
if you do not have Congress intervene, what you're going to be left with is 50 states having 50 different rules. And let's say like, I don't know, Chris, Minnesota has the most lax rules in the country. You're going to start seeing four and five stars flock to Minnesota for the for the for the money. Right. For the money. So I think when when Congress steps up and when Congress does something here and I appreciate the new NCAA president speaking candidly about this, that makes it possible to have uniform legislation. Right. Without Congress, 50 states have 50 different rules and get like Chris, you know, as well as I do, the priority of football in a state like Alabama, for instance, they're going to have the most lax rules. They're going to get all the players. So you got to make it uniform. And, you know, I'm, I'm OK with caps. I'm OK with, OK, the most a player can make in four years is 500,000. Right. Um, but I think Charles Barkley said it best, Chris. He said schools can't afford to be paying these guys. You know, uh, people have mentioned them becoming employees. Chris, do you know that out of 130 FBS programs, traditionally 30 in football turn a profit? So. How come the other 100 of them are in business? Because you have to have a football program to be relevant. The football program increases applications, increases um, students on campus. It, 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 it lifts all ships. But the reality is only 30 out of 130 turn a profit. Oh, Mark Ryan, that's BS, you say. Have you seen the money that these schools are getting from their conferences? Have you seen the operating budgets? to run a football program, right? So I'm telling you, the, outside of a handful of programs, the money isn't there, Chris, to pay these guys as employees. Mm-hmm. We've got to have regulations. And that's why it's important that in the next year or two, Congress figure out a way to get uniform legislation in place. I just think to myself, the NCAA is just such a mess. They're, they're just, they just are such a mess. I, I oh, mean, Chris, just, I got something abs- to tell you. I got something to tell you. That, that <laughs> your, your, uh, your audience is going to love this. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, the other day, so UConn in the national championship game, I'm like, okay, fifth national championship. So I wanted to look up who had the most national championships in all sports, right? And I found the, uh, the release from the NCAA in January. Well, I, I, then I was like, oh, interesting. Clemson and South Carolina, how many national championships have they won? Chris, would you believe that according to the official NCAA record, South Carolina has won a total of five national championships. Clemson has won four. Now, wait a minute. Clemson has three men's soccer national championships. They have one men's golf national championship. There's four. They have three football national championships. There's seven. The NCAA does not recognize any FBS national championship winners since 1978 because the way it is crowned is not sanctioned by the NCAA, okay? So on the official NCAA record book, South Carolina has more national championships than Clemson. It's, this is why the Power Five is talking about breaking away, Chris, because it, it's, it's like it's nonsense. Why would you have a, a PowerPoint presentation release like that 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 states okay this this thing that all this money is going to you you acknowledge that as much as they acknowledge reggie bush's heisman trophy as much as major league baseball acknowledges pete rose 
Georgia evidently accomplished nothing the last couple of years, Chris, because <laughs> they're not listed on the NCAA's list of national champions. Furman has more football national championships than Clemson and South Carolina combined, right? On the official NCAA record book. I was looking at this the other day and my mind was blown. Like, did you know that, Chris? Did you know that the NCAA didn't acknowledge Clemson's football national championships? I, I did not know that, but I'm very happy to know that now. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> People want to know if we're going to speak on uh, Dawn Staley, Chris. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Let, let's get into it, man. Again, Gamecocks fall to Iowa in the Final Four, and uh, I know you had really strong thoughts on the whole Caitlin Clark deal, how they defended her, the the coaching. And, you know, you made the point to me on Monday that – and I, I'll summarize it this way. Is Dawn Staley above any sort of criticism? And, and, I, and I'm going to speak – I'm going to speak very candidly on this. I think it's different, Mark, and I think people are even more sensitive to it because you are speaking on female athletes and female coaches. And so I think, like, harsh criticism on a men's sport, it's like, it's almost like there's there's this undertone of, like, they're guys, they can take it. Versus, like, if I was as critical towards the women's team as I am towards, like, let's say the Gamecocks football team, I don't think people would like that very much. You know what I mean? So, to your point, I think you had made the point that is Dawn Staley above criticism because there's not a lot out there being thrown, right, for the the job in that game. And, again, I'll let you speak on it and take the floor on just your thoughts on Dawn Staley and, and that loss to Iowa in the season that was, if you will. Dawn Staley, rightfully. Is the statue of her already up, Chris, or is it going up? Like, I'm serious. Like, it, 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 are, There's a plan for one, right? There's one statue, and it's Asia Wilson. Actually, I think there is a statue of Dawn Staley downtown, if I do recall correctly. If it's not up, it is going to be up. Okay. But I think there is downtown Columbia. And she deserves that, Chris, mm -hmm. because she has made the South Carolina program one of the best in the country. At the same time, there is this narrative, this vibe, in sports media today that if you're critical of anybody or anything you're against them that is the most ridiculous pile of bs i've ever seen you should always have the freedom to speak the truth so here is the truth her game plan for caitlin clark and iowa was one of the all-time worst i have ever seen chris i'm not lying to you nobody on this nobody on this call right now nobody on your show none of the people in the chat room would have devised a worse plan than the one she put out there on caitlin clark number one you, you, what you do with caitlin clark and south carolina did this you treat her like she's steph curry you body her you bump and run her you don't give her any space because if she does she pops threes in your face the problem is once she made it past the first defender there was no help there was no help at all Every time she made it past the first defender, she had a free layup. That is completely and totally inexcusable. After that happened twice, Chris, I would have called timeout and I would have said, what are we doing? You've got to rotate. We worked on this in practice. You've got to rotate over. And if my team wasn't successfully doing that, Chris, you know what else I'm doing? I'm double teaming her. You know, because whereas Dawn Staley has forgotten more about college basketball than I'll ever know, you know who hasn't? Charles Barkley. And you know what Charles Barkley always says? That one player is not going to beat me. He goes, I've heard him say this. He goes, that's the dumbest strategy I've ever heard. Dumbest strategy I've ever heard. That the ball is coming out of his hands. And he says it about the NBA. 
There was a series in the bubble a few years ago, um, Denver against Utah, Jamal Murray against uh, Donovan Mitchell, and each guy was going off for 36, 38, 40 points a game. And he was saying, that would never happen. You know, the ball is coming out of his hands. Like, I'm not going to let one guy beat me. South Carolina did 41 points, Chris, out of 77 were scored by Caitlin Clark. 53% of Iowa's points were scored by her. Look, dude, she was averaging 28 points a game going into the tournament. And then against the best team, defensive team in America, she scores 41. That is pathetic. And the lack of any sort of coherent plan for how to de- deal with her is why South Carolina lost. And it's got to be the most painful thing that six weeks ago, the Gamecocks beat LSU 88-64. to They had no hope. And you learn a lot, Chris, by listening to what your peers say about you. Kim Mulkey at LSU before the game said, how are you going to beat Iowa when, I, when South Carolina could? She said, simple. We're going to take the shots that South Carolina wouldn't. Do you not believe that to be an indirect knock at Don Staley? Why isn't South Carolina taking the shots? Why isn't the roster constructed where they can take the shots? If all you need to do is pack the box against South Carolina to beat them. So there was an offensive problem. And but for all that is good and holy, Chris, why in the hell would you not send a trap if, if all else was failing? If you can't rotate help to stop her at the rim, why would you not double her and get the ball out of her hands? If you do that, Chris, you win that game. South Carolina had 73 points. You win 73 to 50, brother, if you just take the ball out of her hands. You know? Like, how, how is this justifiable? How is there not outrage here? I would be beside myself if I'm a Gamecock fan that Don Staley allowed that to happen. Yeah, I mean, you break it down very well and you look at that game. And, I mean, it, it is maddening for sure, especially, I think, mostly when you look at what LSU did. And that's a team, like you mentioned, that you beat by 24 points. And, and now they're hoisting the trophy. And I know Gamecock fans for sure, but I know the Gamecocks have got to be sick uh, in watching that game. Uh, Mark, last thing before I get you out of here. The Gamecocks baseball team stays hot last night. Big 5 nothing win over the North Carolina Tar Heels, the 13th-ranked Tar Heels. And now sets up one of the biggest series in recent memory at Founders Park, number one versus number six. Uh, just your overall take. I know, again, you've been asking me for weeks, is this an Omaha club? And I think at this point, I think at this point, Mark, I would say yes. It's all just going to come down to, like anybody else, are you playing your best baseball when it matters most? I mean, that's what, what gets you through the postseason. But when you look at this team, top to bottom, we're going to talk about it more today on my show and later throughout the week. I think the answer is yes. This is absolutely a home, Omaha ball club. Just what you've seen from South Carolina, again, sitting 8-1 and one in conference play. And it's especially interesting, too, that you make the move going into last weekend. Your ace, who has not been throwing very well, you take him out of the rotation. Does not matter. You win two of three. It's expected he'll probably return this weekend. You face Paul Skeens, who just sits 99 to 100. And LSU, you know, I think, again, top to bottom, you look at the talent, they're probably the, they probably are the best team in college baseball. But uh, going to be an electric weekend at Founders Park, for sure. Your overall thoughts, man, it's crazy. Also, this side note for you, Mark, before I let you answer. South Carolina last night, their 27th win. They sit 27-3 and three on the season. The Gamecocks' total wins last year, 27. The turnaround in a year has been phenomenal by Mark Kingston and company. Again, I'll let you take the floor. Your thoughts on just this Gamecocks ball club at this point. 
Hey, you know what? You got that 900 winning percentage, Chris. You know, <laughs> that works, right? The old 900 that'll, winning That'll percentage. play. That'll play. Yeah, who, who won't take that in any sport? Chris, the Gamecocks are one of the best teams in America. Period. End of story. Thanks for playing. They're one of the most feared lineups in America right now. And this is a team that uh, th- there is no ceiling on their potential right now. There is none. Okay. I know you do a really good job tempering expectations. Uh, Spurs Up Show fans, we're blowing the lid off those expectations right now. There is no reason whatsoever why you can't be not only in Omaha, but the national champion. I've seen enough. I've watched enough. Um, I also really like, Chris, the cohesiveness within the team. I look at things like body language. This team loves each other. This team is playing for one another. They're playing for their manager. This team, Chris, has taken personal some of the things the media, you included, have said about their, their manager. They've heard it. But you know what, Chris? I welcome people proving me wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've said... I was obviously championing the South Carolina firing Will Muschamp for years. Here in the upstate, I don't understand why Clemson basketball is keeping Brad Brownell. If if Brad Brownell can rally the troops and make a run to the Final Four, man, I'm I'm happy that that you motivated people to prove me wrong. You know, you're happy, Chris. All you want is for South Carolina baseball to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. You're happy if he proves you wrong. It's not about wanting to be right. You're commenting on what you've seen up until the point, which was not up to the Gamecock standard. So now what you're seeing is up to the Gamecock standard. But what matters the most is what you do when it matters the most, right? And so we're going to see how the Gamecocks do in the regional. They're going to be hosting a regional, Chris. We're going to see how the Gamecocks do in the Super Regional. If you make it to Omaha, you've had a successful season. But that, to me, Chris, is the bar. Okay, you don't make it to Omaha. Mark Kingston, to me, is still on the hot seat because you have a team that is damn that that damn well should be in Omaha. Right. So I don't want to hear about, uh, well, we we made it to a super regional. No, the bar is Omaha. Okay, you make it to Omaha. You've had a successful year. You do not make it to Omaha. You have a manager who did not allow the team to reach its potential. And I think the team, Chris, is that good i really do by the way chris one more thing a big wash on here um has commented and he said dude the game plan was to make iowa drive and block the shot at the rim the bigs never rotated so they were easy up easy layups all night yeah big wash that's true brother that's true but if my bigs don't know how to rotate properly whose fault is that then if my bigs aren't rotating properly What's the what's my second option after that? I'm taking the ball out of her hands. They never did that, Chris. You know, like they, legitimately, it's it's like, you know, Iowa had the guard version of Shaquille O'Neal, Chris. And it's like imagine playing Shaquille O'Neal single coverage in the low post. Imagine how maddening that would be to lose that way, you know, and you like you didn't take the ball out of her hands. If you're if your initial if plan A is we're gonna body her up, if she goes by us, we're gonna rotate, cut her off at the rim. Okay, that isn't working. What's your plan B? You know, Don Staley had no secondary pitch. And so you allowed one player to go off for 41 points on you. It's totally inexcusable. That was the worst 
defensive game plan in a big game I've ever seen. So anyway, Chris, I know I'm confusing your audience. A lot of positives surrounded by a lot of negatives. Nothing wrong with having expectations. Nothing wrong with accountability, brother. And that's why you and I, Mark, get along so well. Check him out, Mark Ryan, offsides with Mark Ryan on the Fan Upstate every single day, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7. You can check out the show, Mark. I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Always a pleasure. We'll do it again next week. And when we do it, it'll be the eve of the orange and blue game. Excited to talk some SEC football spring games with you, my friend. Can't wait. Love you guys. Take care. Have a great week. Take care, Mark. Appreciate it. Great stuff from our friend Mark Ryan today. That was awesome. That was electric. Appreciate Mark taking the time, guys. We are going to jump into our first break of the day. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Great stuff from Mark Ryan today. Really awesome to have him on. Always an electric conversation. Appreciate him taking the time. Let's see. Mark Kingston says, not ready to release the rotation. We'll wait for LSU to release theirs. It will come today. As for Will Sanders potentially rejoining, never been an instance where a reset did harm. Thinks he'll see a really good Sanders the rest of the year whenever he is back. Uh, let's see. Forecast looking awful for Friday and Saturday. Mark Kingston, there will be no doubleheader on Thursday. Book it changes for Friday's schedule are potential. They have three days to play three games, so there will be no game on Sunday. So it's either going to be Thursday and doubleheader Friday or they're going to play less than three games, I guess, is the which would be really weird, which would be really, really strange. But uh, either way, we shall see what happens. Again, the Gamecocks starting rotation has not been released yet. I would imagine – I mean, it's going to depend on the, the health of Noah Hall. I think Will Sanders will be back in the weekend rotation. I just don't see any scenario in which he's not – especially with the fact that Eli Jones pitched last night. So, unless they went Hall Jones Mahoney or Hall Mahoney Jones or something like that, because, I, you know, he didn't throw a ton. So, Eli could technically come back, but I would be surprised if Will Sanders is not back in the weekend rotation. So, um, let's see. Oh, our friend Brennan M. is not going to be pleased with this. College Baseball Nation – just dropped their power rankings. They have Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3, and Tier 4. The Gamecocks are in Tier 2, within Tier 1 being LSU, Vandy, Florida, Arkansas. Then Tier 2 is Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky. So our friend Brendan M. is going to have a freaking field day. Going to have a field day with uh, with those rankings for sure. Again, guys, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Uh, Austin, can they play during the day on Friday? I mean, I, I think I think the the I think what you're gonna see them do is try to doubleheader Friday. I think that's what you're gonna see. Travi, no, apparently they cannot doubleheader on Thursday. That is what David Kloniger and the post and courier has said. I think Mark Kingston said that. That's where that's coming from. No doubleheader Thursday. Book it. So there will be no changes to the schedule tomorrow. 
No changes to the schedule tomorrow. <clears throat> Let's see. Kingston says Noah Hall is working through the process. His back problems and the examinations of it are ongoing. Mm -mm -mm. Mark Kingston says they're good. We're good. So let's go play. Love that. Love that. Uh, love that mindset. Love that mindset. Mark Kingston also says Carson Hornung with his foot will probably be available this weekend, hopefully as a DH, and that is it. Uh, McGillis is in his second cast now, which is good. Still early, too early to project when he'll return. Jacob Compton is still not cleared. They're past the midpoint of the season. He has he still has one year of eligibility, so redshirting is an option, but it's far from a done deal. Again, the weather, three days to play three games. Even though it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, they cannot play on Sunday, which is just a weird rule, honestly. It's a weird, weird rule. Um, anyways, guys. Really, really good stuff from our friend Mark Ryan. Yeah, the the I thought it was really interesting. The recruiting spending that came out. Clem sucks second. They spent $3.2 million on recruiting. And I guess that's spending on 2023 recruiting. Georgia's spending $4.5 million. Um, or at least that's what they spent on the recruiting cycle for 2023. I mean, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Um, let's see. Can I find all of the numbers here? Yeah, here we go. Let's see. Are these all the numbers? We have a list. Oh, here we go. Yeah, here it is. Where is... Here we go. South Carolina spent $1.1 I mean, they still, they still spent a lot of money. Um, still spent a lot of money. 1.1 million. Hmm. Again, Georgia and Clem sucks at the top. Texas A&M right behind them. Tennessee's up there. Oklahoma, Texas, Bama, Michigan, Oregon, Florida, Rutgers, Penn State, Washington, Maryland, Arizona, Auburn. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting stuff. I mean, I, I don't really even know what the takeaway is. I think Mark Ryan speaks to a point that uh, Beamer does more with less. I, I mean, you know, I would just say this, though. I, I I don't think that number, I don't think you can just look at that and say, well, South Carolina is not committed to recruiting at a high level. I don't think you can really say that because it's like, how are you spending the money? You know, is Georgia just going places to go places are they going to see a bunch of guys they're not going to get anyways like the efficiency of how you use your money I think that's something that you know we just don't have all the details it's easy to just look at a number and say well I mean you're just not spending as much but like are you spending the money efficiently I guess that would be my question um you know I, you know everything's competitive right so you want to beat your rival and everything so obviously obviously to see Clem Suck spending three times as much as you on recruiting dollars, that's not a comfortable feeling. But I don't think it's a perfect science to say that. But I will say, it is one of those things. Um, it is one of those things where it's like, as long as you're winning, nobody's going to look at that and say, oh, you know, well, you know, that's a big deal. Nobody's going to really raise a red flag at that. But when you're not winning, 
and you're not spending as much money on recruiting, it becomes a major issue. Or if you're not recruiting well, but luckily the Gamecocks are not struggling in any of those areas that I just mentioned. So really interesting stuff. Um, let's see. Austin Gary says D1 Baseball refuses to talk about South Carolina other than ranking us high. They treat us like pretenders. I mean, they've ranked us sixth, Austin. I, but to your point, you know, we're not, I guess maybe we're not the sexiest team to talk about. I have no idea. So, um, Austin Greer, what if they can't play this weekend? I got to be honest with you, my friend. I have no idea. I have no idea what uh, what will take place. No idea what will take place. So. so, again, guys, in case you missed this, very interesting. Per USA Today. Per USA Today, the Gamecocks spent $1.1 million in recruiting for 2022. Compare that to 2017, for example. They spent $917,000. So, do with that information what you will. Do with that information what you will. Anyways. Let's see. Wow. Florida State transfer edge Derek McClendon is currently visiting visiting South Carolina. How about that? Wouldn't that be something? Take one from Florida State. How about it? Wow. Wow. How sweet it would be to take one from the Seminoles. How sweet it would be. How about that? <clears throat> Let's see. Matthew Calvert's got the Gamecocks taking two of three. Against LSU, I, I'll tell you this, something really interesting, and I, I'm just going to talk about the series as if weather is going to work out and we are going to play. In case you guys missed it, South Carolina is 18-0 and 0 this season at Founders Park. The Gamecocks have not lost a game at the friendly confines. This is obviously a team that has been playing with immense confidence and belief and love for each other. And we've seen how that's worked out at this point, 27-3, and three, and again, undefeated at home. You put that on the line this weekend against the LSU Tigers, the number one-ranked team in all of college baseball. I know the Rowdy Roosters will be out there and will make Founders Park one of the best atmospheres, if not the best atmosphere, in all of college baseball this weekend. I think you're going to see a team that, again, plays with that immense confidence, that has that belief in each other and is going to be very, very, very comfortable at home. And we've seen this team at home win in a multitude of ways, whether it be a blowout victory, an offensive explosion. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, a late inning heroics, if you will. We've seen walk-offs. We've seen home runs left and right. Going to be really interesting. I definitely think playing at home in front of the home faithful, in front of the garnet and black, definitely gives you the leg up. We talk about all the time how hard it is to win on the road in the SEC. I think this weekend is going to show you yet again why the Gamecocks, again, putting that 18-0 record on the line this weekend. Cannot wait to watch. I think South Carolina will absolutely give LSU their best shot this weekend on their home field. Let's jump to the phone lines, guys. Here we go. Call from Robbie. Davis, Zachary Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what is up, my friend? How are you? Well, aside from my legs hurting from walking yesterday, I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Uh, I think after last night, okay, I'm a little more confident in this weekend. Because when it got down to crunch time last night against against the Tar Heels, we got runners on and scored. Okay, when we when we when the game was getting into the later the later part of the game, and we and we took care of business. We might not have, you know, didn't beat the bricks off of them. But we took the game. That's all that matters. And, of course, I posted the score on Facebook and tagged my cousin in it just for a little salt in the wound. I love that. I love that. We love some good trash talk. Yeah, but it's all in, it's all in good fun and love. He's still my cousin, even though he's a Tar Heel fan. But um, I definitely think that – also, last night proved if you put that ball in the strike zone, like I have said, we'll hit the damn cover off the ball. Okay, I don't remember who hit it. I think it was either I think it was Petrie or somebody. I can't remember who, but they hit it and it hit the top of the wall and did not go over. 
So if LSU makes that kind of mistake against us this weekend, we've got to make them pay for it. For sure. I mean, listen, this is a series that, you know, I've said this before, that I, I don't give keys to the weekend for, for baseball. And the reason is this. Right. The keys to the game, the keys to the weekend, they stay consistent. Pitch well. Right. Play great defense. Pitch have well. timely hitting. Yeah. Exactly. We've got and, – and we and the fans, I, I listen, I'm not going to be there. I wish I could be there. But – when, like I've said, make Founders Park a living hell for three days for LSU. Make it to the point where by Friday they want to go mm. home. Okay? Don't even, they don't even want to play Saturday. All right? Get it to that point where they're like, I don't even want to be here. Like, this is, this is insane. I don't want to be here no more. That's what I'd be telling the fans if I was, if I was, any, if I was any coach. I'd be like, show up. Because fans – can can help but like showing up going crazy making the opposing team uncomfortable that's the fans job mm-hmm. in any sport and we have I don't know and I'm not trying to sound biased but I truly believe when it comes to baseball fans college baseball fans South Carolina fans are at the top of the tier because I've been to Founders Park with it crowded, and it was insane. I had to, like, blink my eyes one time because I felt like I was at Willie B watching us beat Clemson in football. But then I was like, wait a minute, I'm at, I'm at Founders Park, but this feels like a football game. Like, it was crazy. So for three days, you got you got to <clears> make – LSU's life a living hell for three days. Yeah, I mean, I think we will, too. I think the Rowdy Roosters will show up and show out, no doubt. It's going to be a fun weekend for, for, for baseball, man. It's going to be a fun weekend for baseball. And I will definitely, if if the Saturday game goes as planned, I will be watching the game. For I'll probably be watching all three of them. But I'll definitely be watching the Saturday game because I won't have to worry about watching it on my phone. So, um, but uh, and I got my predictions if you want them. Go ahead, my guy. Okay, I got us somehow pulling off a miracle on Friday on uh, Thursday. I think the magic number for us to beat LSU on Thursday is either six or seven runs. I think that's the magic number to win Thursday. And then we lose Saturday four to two. Or no, lose we lose Friday four to two. And then if they're able to get it in on Saturday, we put the nail in the coffin and win five to two on Saturday. So give me give me your scores one more time. Seven? No, no, no. We're going to need six or seven runs on Thursday. So I got us winning seven to 
that gum. Where's my score? I don't know. Seven, seven is ah, that gum. Now, now you got me all tongue tied now, Chris, but that's okay. Uh, seven to seven to five. Okay, I got it. Seven to five Thursday. Then we lose Friday, four to two. And then we win Saturday, five to two. Okay, so you got us taking two or three. Got you. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I think LSU is too good at this point. To, 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 they're doing playing too well right now in order for us to take a sweep. So I definitely think that we'll take two out of three. But like I always like I've always said, if you, if you can somehow get the sweep, that's just icing on the cake. But we know what we're in for this weekend. We've been at the top. We've been the number one team in the country before. We know how hard it is to to be number one and stay number one. So indeed. But I think we'll take two <clears throat> out of three. I love it. I love it. Going to be a hell of a weekend, man. I, I think that's a great prediction, and uh, I'll drop mine tomorrow and. I'm sure we'll discuss it then. But, uh, no, nah, it's going to be a fun weekend for sure, man. You got yard cocks taking two or three. I love it. I love it, man. I mean, until I see something otherwise, why not, you know? I mean, we're playing great baseball right now. If we win again, if we win the game tomorrow, we've officially won more games than we did last year. That's a fact. So, I mean – just go out there and take care of business because at the end of the day, you still got to play the game. It doesn't matter what the name of the team is or what's by their name. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you still got to go play the game. No doubt. Robbie, now, I – Just like whenever we play – yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. What? Just like whenever we played Alabama in 2010. Was I kind of concerned when we played Alabama in 2010 in football? Yes, I was kind of concerned because of their running backs, okay, because I was like, okay, they're probably going to run all over us and – freaking milk the clock like a damn cow and beat us by 14 or 15, okay? But we showed up that day and beat Alabama. So you still got to – that just shows you, like I said, you still got to go out there and play the game. So rankings don't mean squat unless you win. Yeah, I, I think we'll be ready. I, I think this team's ready. I think they're excited at the challenge, and, uh, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. So, For sure. All right, buddy. I'm going to go ahead and get over here and uh, watch the rest of the show. Robbie, I appreciate you, my friend. Always a blast. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, man. All right, bud. Take care. How's it going? Great stuff from Robbie Davis, as always. Great stuff from Robbie Davis, as always. Guys, we'll keep it rolling. Just one break in the second hour here. 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. I mentioned this last night, guys. I mentioned this last night uh, after the game. <clears throat> you know, when when you... No matter the sport, when you talk about great teams, you talk about the it factor and having it. And I know we're just halfway through the season. we got a long way to go in SEC play. But when you look at this ball club, they have it. 
They have it. They, they have that, that character trait that I think you saw South Carolina possess, dare I say, back in 2010, 2011, 2012, right? Are those the most talented teams, the ones I just mentioned? Are those the most talented teams to ever take the diamond at South Carolina? I would argue probably not. You think about the 06 team, the 07 team, right, with Murderer's Row. Smoke, Disher, Darnell Haven. Do you think about the early 2000s led by Trey Dyson and, and uh, you know, all those guys on those, on those ball clubs? Jerron Peters, like, you know, the list goes on and on. You think about all those players. But 10 through 12, those teams, they had it. And I think last night and what you've seen thus far to this point, this team has it. Now, the question will be, can they – keep a hold of that, maintain that, and carry that into the postseason. But this team has it right now. This team has it. They've got that, that belief, that clutch gene, that, that belief, that win anyway. The win anyway mentality that's made Gamecocks baseball great for years and years and years on end. Win anyway is back in Columbia. I mean, it is officially back. This is a team... That no matter what, whether they're, we're winning 20 to three or five to nothing or two to one or one to nothing or eight to seven, or this team's just finding ways to win. Win anyway is alive and well in Columbia, and it feels so good to say that. It really does. After especially the last couple of years where it felt like pulling teeth. Felt like pulling teeth. So. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. Let's see. Guys, in case you missed it, Gamecocks are hosting a visitor. Edge player from Florida State. How about that? Which it's really interesting that a player would visit right now while the port, but I guess the portal does open in literally a month, so less than a month. But uh, Florida State edge transfer Derek McClendon currently visiting the Gamecocks. And when you take a look at his stats, let's see. Derek McClendon out of Florida State, 6'4", 245. He's a redshirt sophomore, at least was last year. So I guess he'd be a redshirt junior. Started 12 games for the Seminoles a season ago. It's pretty solid. Last season, 37 total tackles, five tackles for loss, and three and a half sacks. I'd say that'd be a pretty quality pickup. I don't know about you guys. I think that'd be a very quality pickup, though. So if they could land him, I think that'd be a huge boost to the edge position. I mean, a huge boost. Uh, let's see. Chase says Braves up 3 nothing after the top half of the first. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Love to see it. Uh, let's see. It looks like sports books just got a notification from ESPN. Sports books are favoring Scotty Scheffler to win the Masters this weekend. DGD. The Masters. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, my friend. Yeah, 
I, I love it, man. I'm a huge Masters guy. Love it. Huge golf guy in general. But, uh, nah, man, I love the Masters. Love the Masters, absolutely. So, again, guys, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Guys, still figuring out the schedule for next week. Before that, of course, the TSUS Spring Tour continues tomorrow. Carolina Alehouse, Woodruff Road. Hope to see you guys out there. Gets going at 6 o'clock. Of course, the game against LSU is at 7. Uh, we'll be streaming that one way or another. I might just have it on my laptop. I'm not exactly sure how we're going to do that. We may be able to get it on a TV or two out there. But uh, either way, we are going to be uh, we are going to be at Carolina Alehouse Woodruff Road tomorrow. Guys, the Beamer Ball to the Moon Tour t-shirts will be for sale on site We'll also have the Beamer Ball towels. We'll have the koozies, um, what have you. So, really excited. Looking forward to it as the tour continues. Our last stop in the upstate probably for quite a while. Also, guys, I was going to say in regards to the schedule for next week, I'm still figuring things out because this time next week, you're truly going to be in beautiful Hilton Head, South Carolina, uh, for the week, I'll be down there Monday through Thursday. So I'm thinking probably, I know for sure, no TDC next Thursday. Probably no TDC next Monday either. And I think the times will be adjusted on Tuesday and Wednesday at minimum. We'll probably be rocking TDC 10 to 12 versus noon to 2. Just because we're going to be at the beach. We're going to be at Harbortown. We're going to be at the RBC Heritage. Going to be a big week for us. So. Looking forward to it. But it's always fun getting on the road, right? It's always fun getting on the road and, uh, you know, just uh, just just changing up the scenery a little bit, if you will, changing up the scenery uh, of TDC and stuff like that. So Austin Gregory says, what's your dream out-of-conference schedule for football? Any teams you'd love to beat? Mine would be Clemson, Sucks, FSU, and Maryland. Austin, I'll say this. Are there any matchups I would like to see? I'm going to stick with that because I would not want to play Sucks, FSU, and Maryland and play our SEC schedule. I, I don't want that all in the year. I, I just don't. I simply don't. I think fans think they want that, but then it's like when we go six and six and it's like, well, we could have went eight and four had we scheduled two cupcakes. Like, I, I, I have no problem with three built-in wins on the schedule. I, I really don't. I really don't. Like, even the UNC game, would I love to beat UNC? Sure. But the SEC schedule's hard enough. And we've already got to play Clint Sucks. Like, why would you not want just three kick-in wins on your schedule? Like, am I the crazy one for that? Am I crazy for saying that? I don't want to make the schedule any harder. Like, People on the outside and, and and folks make fun of SEC teams for scheduling cupcakes, this, that, whatever. But, like, you know what's cooler than having an out-of-conference, hard out-of-conference schedule? You know what's cooler? Winning games. Having a bunch of wins at the end of the year. Like, that's cooler. You know, I, I, I hate Clem sucks as much as anybody else out there. But people pick at them and make fun of their schedule. You know what's cooler than having a tough schedule? Winning a lot of games. I'd much rather have an easy schedule, guys. I don't want to have the hardest schedule in college football. I don't need it. We don't need it. The SEC schedule is tough enough. Schedule the cupcakes. I love it. Hey, open up with an Eastern Illinois. 
schedule a, uh, you know, schedule a Furman, schedule a Georgia State. Give me the easy dubs. I don't need, we don't need to prove anything in the out of conference. It's already hard. Why make it tougher? Is that a is that a defeatist mentality? Is that a running for no, but we already play Clem Sucks. I I just to me, winning trumps all. So I mean, and I'd say this to Jacob E. He says, high-profile out-of-conference games at the beginning of the season are awesome. I think it's a big recruiting tool. Sheds a lot of the light of the program. Are they still, Jacob, are they still beneficial even if you lose? Would you say they're still beneficial? I guess in that scenario, then schedule somebody like in the top 10. Schedule somebody who it's worth. Even if you lose, it's a positive. Is that possible? Is that possible? I don't know that it is. I don't know. Lynn Turner, after work TDC around my work day, are you going to put some Facebook events out for the schedule changes so I get a reminder? Lynn, when I put out TDC, when I schedule it, it will have the times. Yes, Lynn. That this, this will be decided before the week gets going. So, I mean, I can tell you for certain, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're doing 10 to 12. thousand percent. Thursday, no TDC. Friday will be normal, noon to two. So, yeah, I mean... That set, the only day that's really up in the air is Monday. And I'm thinking most likely we will not have TDC just because, just because um, I'll be traveling that day. I'll be traveling that day. So, yeah. Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Travis says, we have a Chick-fil-A kickoff game somewhere in the near future. Yeah, 2025, we're taking on Virginia Tech. The Beamer Bowl, which will be really cool. That'll actually be really, really cool. So, that'll be a lot of fun. Really excited for the weekend, guys. Gamecocks, LSU. Mark Kingston stating they are waiting on LSU to drop to drop their weekend rotation. They are waiting on LSU to drop their rotation before they do anything. So... I don't know if this is some gamesmanship type of deal or or what the deal is. LSU beating Nichols in their midweek game, 12-2, to two, by the way. I think this is going to be a great series. I really do. We'll talk a lot more tomorrow. I mean, obviously, my predictions will be public out there. Um, I think it's going to be a great series. I really do. I think it's going to be a fantastic series. Uh, back and forth, you know, I think it's going to be two or two of three one way or the other, but... You know, as I was talking with Robbie Davis, there's a reason why I don't give keys to the game or keys to the weekend for baseball because it's the same every weekend. Pitch well, play great defense, and timely hitting. And that'll be the case yet again this weekend. When you've got two quality teams, and as Mark Kingston said, hey, they're good, we're good, let's go play. I love, love that attitude from Mark Kingston and this entire ball club. 
It'll just come down to pure execution. South Carolina is good enough to beat LSU. And I echo what Mark said. South Carolina is good enough to be in Omaha this year. This team is good enough. We said, right, in the preseason, the pitching's there. The pitching's there. If this team can swing it, no reason why they can't be an Omaha club. Well, at this point, I think it's fair to say the hitting's good enough. Is it the best in college baseball? Yeah, probably not, but it's good enough. It's damn good enough with the pitching depth you have. It'll all just come down to execution. Are you playing your best baseball when it matters most? That's what's so tough to predict, and that's what makes baseball so much fun, the the postseason such a blast, because there's a lot of really quality teams that are good enough to get to Omaha. But it's just all about, is it clicking when you most need it to? I mean, look at Tennessee last year. They were the best team in college baseball. They were the best team in college baseball. They didn't play their best when it mattered most. We've seen it before. Arkansas 2021, they were the best team in college baseball. They get beat by NC State and the Supers. Did not play their best when it matters most. That's been the difference between South Carolina's great teams, hey, 10 through 12, were those the best teams in college baseball? Were they the most talented? You could argue, probably not. They probably weren't. The clutch gene, though, win anyway. South Carolina baseball, what's made this program great is the Gamecocks find a way to play their best baseball when it matters most. And that's exactly what this season will come down to. Guys, we're going to jump into one final break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you, more your questions, comments, calls, and more you're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 13 minutes or so here in the Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support. Whether it be on the podcast, the merchandise side of the business, the Daily Crow, social media, and everything in between, I I cannot say thank you enough. Uh, Podcast will drop tomorrow, of course, as normal. Really excited, guys. I'll be jumping on uh, the AYS Sports Podcast, which is part of the Believe Network. They're on Twitter. Blake Rafino is the host, but they are a LSU podcast, and we, we will be talking South Carolina LSU this weekend. Chat with them tonight. I would assume the podcast will probably drop tomorrow, so... Looking forward to taking on, or excuse me, taking on, jumping on that show, if you will, and uh, going to be a lot of fun. So be sure to check that out tomorrow when it does drop. And uh, yeah, really exciting stuff. Really, really exciting stuff for sure. It was very funny last night. Not many did, but it was very, it was very funny last night to to watch social media sort of lose their collective shit. When we posted, when we posted um, the Olivia Thompson departure graphic, if you will, and it was her graphic, and it just said "buy" on it, and, and just sometimes I just post things on social media just to let people who cannot think critically expose themselves on the apps. I, I, I really do. Sometimes it's just. It's just too funny. It's just too, there's too good of an opportunity not to do so. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's hilarious. I mean, it is hilarious to watch slap dicks on social media expose themselves as such. I mean, really, truly, it is. 
So, anyways, though, that, that was a small thing. It wasn't really a whole <clears> – there wasn't a ton of, like, blowback or anything. But, like, it's so funny. Like, I have been posting the statistics for every single player that is declared. I do that for players into the portal. Like, everything. I just – I post the stats. Your stat line is your stat line. It's not an opinion. It's a stat line. It's a stat. It's a fact. And so I don't care what your stats are. You're averaging one point per game. I'm going to post your stats. You're averaging 20 points per game. I'm going to post your stats. If you don't like your stats, you should have done something differently over your four-year career to improve those stats. I mean, it ain't on me. It's not on me that your stats are, but your stats are. People love to bring up my stats from college. So I am not holding back on anybody's stats. Bottom line, end of story. And it wasn't meant as a slight. It's just, here's what you did at Carolina. That's that's it. That's it. That's it. Anyways, not even really a talking point. It's not even really something worth discussing all that much. It's just, it's more so hilarious than anything. It really is. It really is. Um, Guys, I got two spring games this weekend. Auburn and Vanderbilt taking a field. I think both those games will be quote-unquote televised, if you will. ESPN Plus, or SEC Network Plus, I should say. SEC Network Plus. The Gamecocks will also be on SEC Network Plus for your, or for our, for your, for our spring game. Our spring game will be on SEC Network Plus. So, looking forward to it. Excited. Excited for it. Excited for it. Guys, phone lines open last 10 minutes or so. I'm going to appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, really great stuff from Mark Ryan today. I want to say thank you again to Mark. Really great stuff from him. Yeah, again, I, I, I've, I've picked one loss in the midweek this season, Travi, and I was wrong. And I, I just caught relentless hell. I caught relentless hell. <laughs> I really did, which is fine, which is fine. I'd rather, I would rather us, I would rather pick us to lose and we win and be wrong than pick us to lose and be correct. So, let's see. Brad Crawford, our good friend Brad Crawford, in state spring exhibition and scrimmage matchups America would like to see. That's what Brad wrote. Let's see. Troy and Auburn would be a cool one. UTSA, Texas A&M, Tulane, LSU, FAU, Miami, Valdosta State, and Georgia. That would be, yeah, that would be a given. Wow. Coastal Carolina, South Carolina. That would be <laughs> That would be very interesting. Uh, he says the more likely in-state opponent for the Gamecocks in scrimmage form would be Furman or South Carolina State. Hmm. How about that? Coastal and South Carolina would be a wild scrimmage. That should be like just on the schedule. That should just be on the schedule. Bro, Coastal fans would treat that like it was the freaking Super Bowl. They would treat that like the Super Bowl, man. 
The question is, would these big schools want to put it on the line of potentially losing a game like that? Like, would it would it matter? Would they care? Oh, sorry, guys. Frank said 150 days until football. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, Frank, I know you're counting down. Football Frank. <laughs> I love it. Football Frank. Hey, man, hey, before you know it, Frank, it'll literally be the month of May. The month of May, we will start our 100 days to kick off countdown. I, I will say, I will say, and I will post this, obviously, after spring game. I post an article every single year, Hope Springs Eternal, right? Hope Springs Eternal. And just talks about, the, the article talks about the the offseason and why it's special. Because it is a special time of year. It is. It's a special time of year, man. It's There's a lot of fun, and I, and I, I think the good news is this. We're not going to have to start offseason content June 1st, right? I think this baseball team, this ball club is good enough you know, we'll go through the SEC tournament late May, and I think we're going to have baseball for at least a couple of weeks in the month of June. Thank God. Thank God. Um, but it's always fun, man, like going through the offseason and, and, and talking, you know, we, you know, last year we did our, our top five, you know, rankings of best quarterbacks ever, best coaches, best this, that, whatever, just, just list season, right? I think the guys at Barstool call it Mount Rushmore season. That's just what sort of fills the air, if you will. That's what fills content. Um, also, preseason magazine season. That's always a fun one, right? Athlon's magazine is going to drop actually really soon. Uh, I think middle of May, their magazine is coming out. I could be wrong. Um, let's see. I can find it here. Let's see. Where is the magazine? Where is this at? I want the date. Here it is. 2023 Athlon Magazine. Pre-order your copy today. Delivers May, late May 2023. So if you order it right now, it will deliver in late May. So that's when the, the, the magazines will begin to drop, if you will. What's you guys' favorite magazine? What's your favorite magazine? I got to be honest. And, and you know what? Maybe this is going to jeopardize. I don't know if I should say it. Like, I used to say Phil Steele's was my favorite, but I, I love what my dude at Pick 6 Previews does. His, and I've got his first copy, if you will, of his, his hard copy magazine. But his magazine's incredible. I like Phil Steele's magazine. It, it just, to me, it almost feels like too much. Like, Phil Steele's magazine, and I understand why these guys do this, especially a guy like Phil Steele, because he is counting on being in the good graces of every single coach. He needs to call every single coach, chat with every single coach. And so I think his magazine serves great in the sense of it's probably the most accurate in regards to, like, depth charts and rosters and, and certain things, because he's talking with all the coaches. I'm sure Athlon does the same, but... He's talking with all the coaches, but a lot of his stuff is just like a regurgitation of 
2017, they did this. In 18, they did this. In 19, they did this. In, in 22, I had them projected to do this, and they did this. And, like, it's just a regurgitation. That's, it's a, it feels like, like filler. You know what I mean? It feels like filler. It's too much. It just feels like too much. I think for a college football nerd, and, I, and I'll still, I don't know. I may get it. I may not. I may or may not get it. I don't know yet. Last year, somebody just sent me the link. They had gotten it. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I do like Athlon. I love my guy pick six previews. I, I normally try to get them all, though. I, mean, I, I love it. I love it. It's, uh, yeah. It's a fun thing. Magazine season's fun. But but the off-season's a good time, man. It's it's the content is it's it's kind of a beautiful thing that we have to get so creative. Now, I will tell you this, guys. Will there be a week or two period where I will be taking more time off than normal? Potentially. Potentially. I I, I can't say for certain the answer's no. Um, you know, I've never really taken time off because I love what I do. So the answer might still be no. I don't know that I could take more than like a week. I, I just, I love what I do too much. I love creating content. There's always something, there's always something for the diehard to talk about. We are all diehards here. So I feel like there's just always content to be made, man. I really do. I feel like there's always content to be made. So mm. anyways, guys, excited for next week, talking spring game, diving into all of that. Going to be a lot of fun. Again, guys, I appreciate you guys today, all the love, support. Mark Ryan was fantastic today. Always brings the heat. Um, get this, guys, again, South Carolina. We talked about it. The recruiting budget or recruiting spending, if you will. Gamecocks. The Gamecocks spent $1.1 million. The number is $1,102,357 to be exact. That's what the Gamecocks spent on recruiting a year ago, our good friend Brad Crawford points out Rutgers, Georgia Tech, Maryland, Missouri, and Arizona all spend more money than South Carolina on college football recruiting per USA Today who dropped those figures. The six schools mentioned that he mentioned in that tweet, they've combined for three wins over top 15 opponents since the start of the 2021 season. The Gamecocks have all three of them. So, does the recruiting spend concern you at all? Is it something where that number needs to improve? Or or is South Carolina outsmarting the competition by being more efficient in their spending and doing more with, quote-unquote, less, if you will? Something great to ponder as we get off the show today. Guys, again, we've hit 2 o'clock. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Again, thank you to Mark Ryan. Appreciate you guys, the love and support across the board, whether it be on social media, the podcast, TDC, all that good stuff. Again, podcast will drop tomorrow. Stay tuned with that. TDC drops every single day. Podcast form, 3 o'clock. So be sure to go subscribe, rate, tune into the show every single day. Guys, again, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We will talk to you all tomorrow. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.